0: Well, it was great to go away for two weeks, but that's a long time to be gone. You know, I know I only missed one Sunday, but man, it just seems like forever. You know, uh, so last two weeks ago Sunday, I took off for the airport. Donnie dropped me off, got to the airport, did that 16-hour flight in Dubai, then four hours down to Cairo. I got there at 11.30 p.m. And you know, when you when you get off the plane and you, and you got to hit that escalator to go up to head for customs, when I got to the top, there's somebody standing there with my name on their board. And I said, I'm Ron King. And they said, please stand here. I'm thinking, oh no, here we go. You know, <laughs> already starting. <laughs> but they, they took me out a door, took me down to a car, drove me over to uh, a private area for customs where they put me in a lounge and gave me a nice bottle of water and offered me food. They took my passport, my luggage. They went and collected my luggage, um, got my visa for me while I relaxed. And, you know, um, the Assemblies of God there really just took care of me. And then when I finally got out, they took me to uh, um, the the hotel reservation was messed up. So we went to the superintendent's son's house and uh, we stayed the night there, but he had to make us dinner now we get there at one in the morning, and he had to make his dinner. So we finished dinner at three in the morning, on Tuesday morning. And then I got to sleep for a few hours because we were traveling on Tuesday to a little city called, well, it's a big city, called El Minia. And in that area, El Minia, there's more Assembly of God churches than anywhere in the country. So we went there, and I stayed on a ship on the Nile River where I just, I'd pull back the curtain and the Nile River was two feet from me and just lapping against the side of the boat there and every morning I'd just wake up and I'd watch the water roll by, it was was very nice. But I got to minister in a number of churches there. Um, The Assemblies of God right now, Southern California Network, is planning to help Egypt with clean water. So they're gonna install clean water filters in 20,000 homes to start. And so what, part of what Pastor Emil was doing, we met a bunch of pastors there, Egyptian pastors, and went through training on how to install these filters. Because you know, if you got bad water, man, you're jacked up all the time. You know, I remember when we went to uh, Uganda and we took filters like that. This pastor emailed me almost a year later. He says, Bishop, he says, I gotta thank you for bringing those filters. He said, because every day I would come home, I'd have to get water from the river and I have to bring it home. I'd have to gather wood. I'd have to build a fire. I'd have to boil my water before I could have a drink. And he said, but you gave me that filter. So now I just got to pour it through that filter and I can have a drink right, right away. He goes, I feel so blessed that you did that for me. And I know I didn't do it, but we all did it, amen? I just happened to be the source to get it there. But that's what they're doing in Egypt. So we did a lot of training and they're gonna do, there's a Lakewood Church uh, has a program called, uh, wow, Champions Club. (laughs) It just sails real quick, Champions Club. Delanda's like, "Do do you only remember the Bible? I said, I think so. But Champions Club, which where it's for special needs kids, where they bring in equipment and uh, build out rooms just for sensory things for special needs kids. And it teaches them Bible things and stuff. So it's, it's uh, about a $25,000 investment into uh, in this area. And so we went to a meeting with all these special needs kids and their families. And that was fun. You know, I got to minister to them and pray for them. And we gave them um, mattresses, a bag of groceries, and a hot lunch that day. And so that was fun to do. And you know, the uh, assistant and superintendent of the Assemblies of God of Egypt, he went everywhere that I went. you know he was just with me the whole time. And he was there at that special needs meeting, and after I spoke, we were outside, and they were drinking coffee and. And one of the special needs kids come up and wanted a drink of his coffee, and he said, "Here, take it," and he gave it to the little boy and let him drink it. And you know, the mom just started bawling that somebody would just give like that. And you know, and it's you know, I I wasn't I was there to preach the gospel and to just minister the love of God to people, but when you see that, you know, that, that man of God, just here, go on. And then he held the mom while she cried it out, you know, and it was just a beautiful moment, you know, of love and affection, you know, where a lot of people don't get that love and affection. And so uh, Pastor Emil, our Arabic pastor, it's really on his heart to, to do the champion club in Egypt. So um, he's pushing that in the Assemblies of God of Southern California district is gonna be, um, helping with that to get that done. So um, when we go to our, our network council meetings in May, they'll be asking us to give an offering for the clean water filters in Egypt and, and really in praying because like we brought a lot of filters with us, but customs kept them. The, the, the tariff on it, you know, they want to charge like 50% of the value, which would be millions of dollars. And, uh, so be praying for that, that they could work out a deal with the government that they either waive it or they charge not 50%, but maybe 10% or something so that uh, people can get clean water. I'm gonna tell you that clean water is really important. It makes a difference. But we, got, I got to minister in a lot, a lot of churches praying. One church I went to last Sunday morning, As soon as I stepped off the stage, you know, everybody came to me for prayer. So I'm praying, praying, praying. They're kissing my hand, kissing my— I mean, they're just holding me. It's just—I mean, it's just—it's a a precious moment, you know. But it's not like you guys. You guys don't come and kiss the ring, you know. (laughs) I'm kidding. But they just come. They just wanted to hold me and and hug me and everything. And I'm praying for and I'm laying hands. But they said, "You got to get out, Pastor. There's another service." I'm like, "Oh." And so they're pulling me out and the people are trying to keep me in there, but what they do, their, their next service is they pray for Muslims. Muslims come to the meeting because they believe that Jesus heals and they're being tormented by demons and they need deliverance. And so that whole next meeting is just prayer over Muslims. Now they came to the meeting and if you saw my pictures on Facebook, there's a, it, was, it had a big balcony all the way around it was round like this and then a big balcony and, and the Muslims sat up there and I preaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues you know so because I, I went with the attitude I could I could either give him a fish or I could teach him to fish Now I know I went fishing there but that's not the kind of fish I'm talking about <laughs> I went fishing for like 10 15 minutes some guy had a was fishing on the pier out there and the superintendent of the assembly's borrowed one of his poles, and he's fishing. And, and they said, "Hey, let Ron try," because they know I like to fish. And I grabbed that pole, I cast it out. And the first, the, as soon as the lure hit the water, a squid hit that thing. And so I caught it. Was about a 12-inch squid, big around. I was like, "I've never seen a squid that big, let alone caught one." And then I caught another one right away, just two squid and. And then I'm done. It's like, I'm going, <laughs> but it was just, you know, it was, that was fun. But I, I wanted to teach the people to fish. And so my message the whole time there was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being empowered by God. You know, to be empowered that you lay hands on the sick, amen, and they will recover. And so at the end, after we did that, and I, laid hand, I would lay hands on everybody, Pastor Emil's like, Ron, you gotta wear a mask. You know, you're know, you going out amongst the people. And I'm like, Emil, I'm teaching on the power of God and miracles, I can't wear a mask. <laughs> I said, I don't feel right. It just didn't, it didn't feel right. So I just went and don't worry, I got tested before I came back, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, well, President Biden, you know, made us go with that 24 hour thing. It started on Monday, I'm like, Okay, so I got tested for Tuesday, and I was good to go, but after I would lay hands on them to be filled with the spirit, then I would have them lay hands on themselves for healing, and many people testified about how the the pain left their bodies and stuff, so you know just by a show of hands what God was doing and it was it was awesome it was just a great time to be there and to even see the um you know, cause I sat with the superintendent, I said, cause him and I had lunch on Tuesday, I said, you're doing this water filter project. How are you gonna do evangelism with it? You know, because I taught on missions in college and 75% of all missions that goes out is helps, works. Hospitals, childrens. Orphanages. We have an orphanage, um, schools, wells. That's 75% of the missions work that goes out of America. That's what they're doing, helps. Only 25% present the gospel. And so I, I, I flat out asked them, I said, how are you gonna present the gospel to these people? He said, well, we're gonna train up everybody that's doing the installations, that when they go to the people's homes to do the installation, that they have to share the love of God with them first. They have to share salvation with them first. They have to give them the opportunity to come to Jesus. I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. I mean, just doing water filters, that's nice. It gives, you know, it helps them, but it's all about salvation. It's all about knowing Jesus, amen? Because you know Jesus, that goes a long ways. And so I was very excited about what they're doing and uh, we'll probably sow seed later in next year for that and as God leads us. So be praying for that and for them and especially the customs things because it could really, really spoil what God wants to do there. So we, we need that customs things to come down, amen? Well, are you ready for the word today? Oh, and I, I wanna thank you for for allowing me to go, sending me. I know some of you don't like me to go. But that's part of who I am, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. I'll do the ends of the Earth, but you do the local, okay? You do Jerusalem, I'll do the end of the Earth. So you know, the village we went to and villages we went to in Elmenia, they don't have um, big TVs in their homes and stuff, you know. So they do church every day. Every day they just go to church. People just wander into the church every day. It was amazing. And it was so packed. I could barely walk in there to lay hands on the people because it was so packed. And uh, it was beautiful. I I met one pastor, they're building a seven-story church. On the top floor, they're actually putting a swimming pool. But a beautiful, beautiful building. And he said, they have not had any outside donations, he said, the people have sold, goat, sold goats, chickens and stuff to raise the money to, and bringing the offerings. And the local village people have given, I mean, it's all built out in concrete. And so they're halfway done. And he said, yeah, the people are so excited about it that they've given to build this thing up and all during COVID, all being, you know, sent home for—it's just been amazing how God's doing things. And I know that when we trust God, He'll do it. Amen. Amen. He'll do it. You ready for the word? Yeah. I am too. You want to know more? You know, um, well, we're going to work on take this projector down on Tuesday, I think. So we'll figure that out, and then I'll show you some pictures of everything. You know, but uh, it, it was fun. I mean, to be on the Nile River is just—it's like. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and then the Red Sea to go to the Red Sea. I'm, I was just like, they're like, Hey Ron, what do you want to do? I said, can we go to the Red Sea? And some guy just happened to have a villa on the Red Sea. So we went to his villa on the Red Sea to, to, just for the day. It was like, this is incredible. You know, you, you, this stuff that we read about, it's just, it comes so alive when you're there to you. You're just like, wow, this is so awesome to be there, and uh, we were on the Red Sea just below the Suez Canal. So um, it was just a, a great time to be there. And the people, you know, every time I said, you wanna be empowered by the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, everybody stood up. Every meeting, everybody stood up. It was amazing, so it was uh, it was a good time. And the pastor that I, I did last Sunday, he, he said, um, he said, here we are, we've been talking about healing and you come in and you, you preach on this on how to get healed. And um, he said, it's just amazing, the perfect timing. So it was a beneficial trip. And uh, matter of fact, one of those guys, the guy that has the biggest church in Egypt will be here in February doing a conference for Pastor, or January for Pastor Emel here. So um, I'm think I might have him come Sunday morning, powerful man of God just, he speaks Arabic. Anybody here speak Arabic? It'll be translated. (laughs) Well, today I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter one. The title of my message is for the next, this is part one, the road to Bethlehem. So I'm going to read Matthew chapter one, verse 20. This is about Joseph here. This is, as he, Joseph, considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, as we dive into this word today, Father, I pray that our hearts be so open wide, God, that, Lord, that there'd be no fear about what you have for us, what you're calling us to do. That, God, that your hand would be upon each one of us today. God, that you gird us up, give us strength, Father God, and that, Lord, that we could rejoice in your word today. We thank you for this time, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Now, can you imagine being engaged to a girl and and she comes, she's gone for about six months, Liz. She's out with her auntie and uncle and and she comes home and she got a baby bump. And she's engaged to you. Dwayne, what do you say to that, huh? I mean.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: you know and she says she says oh this is the baby conceived by the holy spirit I don't, man i'd be mad i'm not gonna lie i'd be a little upset i'd probably say too much <laughs> You know, I wrote a Christmas play for this year about this, but we decided we're just gonna do church on Christmas Day. We're just gonna worship God on Christmas Day. But in the play that I wrote, I I just I just saw Joseph being so angry at her and saying stupid things and that she went home sad that day. I, I just can't imagine the feeling that Joseph was going through. He's told that it was. By the Holy Spirit, and even through that, it would be hard to understand it all. It would be hard to understand that. Now, a lot of people today are going through a lot of things that they don't understand. Lives have been turned upside down, as Maggie said. There's been a lot happen in these in this last couple of years. A lot of things going on. People have experienced things that we never thought we would. Now, I, I know, you know, people have died from COVID, but. A lot of people, to me, have been passing away. It just seems like there's so many people going right now. And uh, I believe the Lord is saving them from what's to come. And our world is changing rapidly. You know, we're watching the news in Egypt about, are we gonna be able to go home? You know, and then we had had to have a 24 hour um, test before we could get on the plane to come home and they checked it in Cairo, they checked it in Dubai. They didn't care about my about vaccines. They didn't care about my passport. They cared about, did you get tested in the last 24 hours? That was the thing. I had to have that paper with the QR code on it. And that's what they gave me in, in Egypt. Well, I don't even, I, yeah, I had them printed at the hotel. So it's just, you know, things are changing. Our whole world is changing right now. And it's getting to a place of that, you know, I don't recognize, you know, I don't recognize what I had as a kid, as I had as a teenager, as a young married couple. The world is totally different. And, uh, but that doesn't matter because God is still on the throne. Amen. God is still on the throne, amen? God is still God, amen? It doesn't matter what's going on here. Now just imagine for a minute that you're Joseph. Your fiance is pregnant with the son of God. How would you process that? And how would you believe that so that you could have understanding? That would be tough. But God in his mercy, his wonderful mercy, gave Joseph a dream to tell him these things that the angel visited him in his dream. And he told him some things that I believe are vital for us today with where we're at right now. with what they were going through we need, and what we're going through, we need to hear from heaven today. We need to hear from the Lord today so that we don't give up on what God has intended for us so that we don't miss the God-given dream that God has for each one of us. And the first thing the angel said to him, and it's point number one today, and it's the only point today, is don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Because of all that is going on in the world today, many people are living in fear. You know, you had, you had COVID-19, then you got Delta, then you got Omicron, you know, I mean, all this stuff. And people are living in fear, man, it, it's crazy. Airports are crazy right now, just let me tell you. I mean, I'm sitting in a row, I'm in the middle, two guys next to me, and then I get off the plane and they ask me to social distance. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's nuts. I'm rubbing shoulders with these guys. And now you want me to social distance six feet? I mean, when we were coming back, where were we? Orlando and we're in line, Orlando and this lady was social distancing. I'm like, you know, you're gonna be sitting on them in a few minutes. Yeah, that's, that's what you want to say. You want to bring reality to people, but they just freak out. So, but a lot of people are living in fear. You know, they're, they're masking, they're double masking. They're doing all this stuff. And, and listen, you want to wear a mask. That's, that's okay. I mean, I wore a mask in a lot of places these last couple of weeks because I'm, when I'm around people, I don't know. I don't know what they do because, oh, I just got a little fever. Well, <laughs> stay home. <laughs> You know, they, they're irresponsible. People are irresponsible. You know, they, they think they're above it all. But you know, the, the plan to bring the, the fear is the plan of the enemy. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not saying COVID's not real because as we here with Barbara today, she's battled, battled through that in these last couple of weeks. Many of you have had COVID and I don't make light of the COVID. It's just that the fear that they're trying to bring upon us about all of this. Trying, you know, and I believe it's an ultimate plan. They wanna shut us down. They wanna shut churches down. They wanna shut businesses down. I I don't know why they wanna shut America down. It's just, well, it, it leads to the one world government. It leads to all that. So, you know, that was the thing that they talked about with Trump being in there, that he was interrupting the plan. And so that's why, you know, they got him out and, and that their, their plan is the one world government. And so it just seems like it's rolling that way. But listen, because you have guns, that is an interruption. I'm not, this is not in my notes. <laughs> but what I want to tell you today is don't be afraid. Now be careful, but don't be afraid. Don't be stupid, but don't be afraid. Well, I know what God says about the church. He says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The enemy's not going to shut down the church. Because listen, this building is not the church. You're the church. You're the church. We'll go door to door, house to house, whatever we have to do. That's what the apostles had to do. They couldn't gather in the temple and keep preaching Jesus. They had to go house to house to do it. We'll do house to house, whatever we have to do. I'll I'll appoint you. You take that house, you take that house, and we'll just do house to house, whatever we have to do. We're gonna do it, but we're not gonna stay in living in fear and in bondage from what God has for us, amen? Joseph could have missed his destiny if he would have been afraid. If he would have given into fear, he would have missed his God-given destiny. And God is telling us today, don't live in fear and miss what I have for you. And it ain't about COVID, it's about life. Oh, I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to speak. I'm afraid to sing. I'm afraid. Stop living in fear and start doing, amen? Stop going and telling people about Jesus. When you, when you stay shut up, you stay quiet. See, when I, when I first put that mask on, I felt like it was a muzzle to silence us. not in the natural it's a spirit it had a spiritual connotation on it that they want to silence the church they really do they want to silence the church but we can't let them amen i don't care if you got to put a mask on to go preach or put two three four whatever but go and do amen don't miss your destiny don't miss it This church is not a building. This church is a wonderful place to gather, but we don't have to gather here. I remember I was in one country one time. I went to this one area and um, we had a great dinner. When I got off the train, they took me to a dinner with a number of the leaders. And he said, okay, we'll take you to your hotel room. Now he says, we rented you a suite. I'm like, wow, great. So I go to the suite and I get there and I go in and the living room was filled with people. I'm like, oh wow. And I turn and I look at him, he goes, I thought we'd meet here tonight. I said, okay, so we did. We met right there in my suite. The next day I get up, spend the day together with him. We sat with our Google translators and we we had five hours of conversation, drinking some really expensive tea. And then that night he says, We're going to minister. He he said, we have have a lot of wives that serve in the church, but their husbands don't come. He said, so we're going to minister to those couples tonight. So he got in a restaurant, a table that seats 16 people. And he brought these, these men came to a free dinner. That was really good. They let me share with them and then... Every couple let me pray for them. And it was just a powerful time. But they got creative. And I believe that in the days ahead, we're going to have to get creative. But we can't live in fear about doing it, amen. I've been told, to, I've been going to places, they say, hey, uh, Pastor, uh, do you have a hat? I said, no. I said, can we buy you a hat? I said, why do you want to buy me a hat? Um, We don't want the cameras to catch you. I'm like, okay, I got dropped off, Stephanie. I got dropped off on one block. And they say, just go down this alley and follow it around and there'll be an open door on a building on the other street, the other side. Just go in, go up to the fifth floor. I put the hat on, put my head down and I walked. And I, I went to that door. I went up, fifth floor of that building. There was some kind of dance class going on when I walked in. I walked through that one and into another room. And there was 20 leaders there waiting for me to minister to them. You just can't be afraid. I had the, the guy that was guarding me in Egypt is three-star general. Because he gave me his He told me, he said, I really love you. I'm like, really? Oh, awesome. I love you too, bro. <laughs> you know? But he had sat in and he'd listened to the word. And he just was so blessed. But he's a three-star general. Because he gave me his name and phone number. He says, you, you put general. And I said, general? And he goes, pointing to the three stars on his shoulder. He was uh, ahead of the detail that was guarding me. So, I mean, we are really protected. Not allowed to leave without protection out there. So it was just a little different. But uh, um, God takes care of you. You just can't be afraid to do what God wants to do. Fear of the Lord will cause you to draw closer to him in times of trouble. That's why I so appreciate you today, Barbara, being here today in this tough time. But fear of the enemy will draw you closer to the enemy and away from God. When you're afraid of what the enemy's doing, you'll you'll draw away from God. You know, and that's what's happening right now. The the world, the enemy is spreading fear to draw people away from God, to not trust God. See, the devil doesn't care if you ever bow down to him. He doesn't care, he doesn't want you to, he doesn't care if you bow down to him, he just doesn't want you to bow down to Jesus. That's all, he's jealous of you. He hates you so much because he's jealous of what you have in Jesus. And so he's not trying to win you over to come and be a Satan worshiper. He just doesn't want you to be a God worshiper. That's all he's trying to do right now is to take people out of the church to spread fear like crazy so that people won't go to the house of the Lord, that people won't join in with God, that people will just go into hiding. You ever hear of anybody else going hiding because of God? How about in the beginning, Adam and Eve, when they ate of the fruit that they weren't supposed to, They went and hid, and God is looking for them. Hey, where are you guys at? Uh, We're over here. Why are you hiding? Uh, Because we did what you told us not to do. See, that's what I see the enemy's trying to do right now. He's trying to get us to go into hiding so that we're not running after the Lord, we're not fulfilling God's plan. So we're not fulfilling the end time task because the end time task requires me to talk to somebody, requires me to share the love of God with people. I read an article this morning about a pastor who said, you know, he's, he's redoing things in his church because uh, he had 20 young people get baptized. And all these kids were raised in church, but none 15 of them didn't know the gospel message. He's like, how is it you're raised in my church and you don't know the gospel message? It's like, we have to preach the gospel message. We have to preach that Christ came as a virgin, came born of a virgin, amen? Lived the life here, shared what we're to do, took a beating, paid the price for our sins on a cross, was dead for three days, was resurrected and rose again so that those that believe in him would be saved. And that's the, the gospel. And we've got to preach it. We've, people have got to know it. You've got to tell people you have to be alive and you've got to be excited about it enough that you're willing to say, you know what? I gave my life to Jesus and this is what it means to me. You tell them what God is doing in your life. You tell them you're going to go to heaven one day. You tell them you're serving him right now. Don't be afraid. We live in fear. We're not going to finish what God called us to do. And that's your task. That's my task. To tell people about Jesus. The truth. The gospel and the world has become so intermingled, you know, with, with, uh, political correctness that people are afraid to say anything anymore well just tell them god doesn't accept homosexuality just tell them god doesn't accept that you don't have to condemn them you don't have to say "Ooh, you're going to hell but you need to tell them god does not accept this let people know god doesn't these are things god does not accept and you need to know that. And, and these, these kids were telling this pastor, well, nobody ever told us that we shouldn't drink, smoke, have sex, or, or do these other things. You know, and they went off a list of things. He said, nobody ever told us in the church we shouldn't be doing those things. Come talk to me, I'll tell you. It's certain things you shouldn't be doing. It's not gonna be good for you. Then he's put such fear in the people right now in the world to gather together. And it has to stop, amen. You know, if you need to spread out, there's a balcony up there with 130 chairs. Well, 129. You can sit up there if you want. I'll even turn on lights for you. I don't care. I just know that we need to fill the house of God, amen. We need to fill the house of God. We need to get people to come back to the Lord, amen, to come back to the church, to come back to being a part of gathering together. It's important right now. We get filled with the Holy Spirit to be a witness, amen? We get filled with his power to be a witness. And and you know that word witness in the Greek is mortus, which is where we get the word martyr from. So you get empowered by God to be a martyr for him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now I know none of you are anxious to die, to be that martyr, but how about we just take it this way? You lay down your life for the sake of the gospel. You lay down your life to let Jesus be known. You stop worrying about what people think about you, what they might say about you, what they might do to you. You lay down your life for the sake of the kingdom of God. Amen? That's what we've got to do. And God is calling us to that. Now, like I said, you may may just be called to Corona. I thought I was just called to Corona. I remember I went to a missions conference at the Vineyard back in like 2000. And they preached, and then they had like 10 missionaries, 20 missionaries. They formed 10 and 10 in a line. And they wanted you to walk through the line and all these missionaries would lay hands on you and everything, I'm like, my friend's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, nope. And he goes, why? I go, I'm not leaving Corona. He goes, really? I go, yeah, I'm not leaving, I have no plans to go anywhere, man, I'm good. I didn't like to fly. I, I went, they had another place where you could go get prayer. I stood out there for 45 minutes, nobody prayed for me holy spirit just ministered to me i bawled like a baby i was all tore up i went back and sat down and when my friend he comes back he goes listen we're not leaving until you go through that line i'm like oh man come on let's just go he's like no you got to go through that line so i get up to the front of the line and i knew the first guy he put his hand on my shoulder and my head went between my feet imagine that whoosh I bent right in half and down I went. And I heard somebody yell, pick him up. And then I heard somebody else yell, everybody lay a hand on him. So like four guys picked me up and they carried me through and everybody laid hands on me. <laughs> they set me on the ground, right on my face on concrete, just like right on my nose, man. I'm, I'm down on the ground, and I'm laying there. And the Lord says to me, he says, I want you to go where you're invited. Yes, Lord. I want you to go where you're invited. Yes, Lord. And he keeps telling me this until I could finally get up off the floor and go home. It was easy to say yes because I thought who would invite me anywhere? (laughs) Nobody knows me. I was doing young adults ministry, just having fun and, you know, men's ministry and small groups here at the church. No, who's going to invite me anywhere? I'm nobody. God has a plan, doesn't he? I'm gonna read this as I wrote it. As I said a few weeks ago, don't live your story according to other people's lives. Live the story that God has written for you. Stay the course with God's plans, God's words, and God's way of doing things and his way of being right. And don't be moved off your spot by what the fear the enemy is bringing against you. I look out here today, and I do. I see brave people. I see people that are courageous. You may not go where I go. I had somebody one time say, "I was introduced as the guy that goes to Pakistan." And this guy stood there and he stared at me. He goes, "You don't go to Pakistan." I said, "Well, I do." And he goes, "I want to go to Pakistan." I said, "Really?" He goes, yeah, I really want to go. I said, when do you want to go? I said, I'll set it up. We'll go, I'll go with you. He's like, okay, great. First time he met me, we exchanged phone numbers. He calls me a week later. I can't go to Pakistan. <laughs> I'm like, really? He's like, no, yeah, no, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I know you gotta be courageous to go across the street even. You gotta probably be more courageous to go talk to your family than you do to fly to Egypt and go and minister to somebody. Because your family's gonna be harder on you than them. How many of you wanna go on a missions trip? One, two, three, four. All right. How many of you'd like to go to Peru? One, two, three, four. Okay, I'm planning it right now. It's gonna be in July. They've already said, let's do this. So we'll go in July. You wanna make a trip. I say Peru because it's probably 50% safer than Egypt. And we don't have to have guards, okay? So you can shop, you can preach, you can teach, you could do, we could do so much. So the beginning of the year, I'll lay it out for you what we're gonna do and I'll invite you. It'll probably cost you $1,800. Save your money now. Get your your friends and family to help you. But God, in all this, wants to empower you to be this witness. He wants to empower you to not be afraid, Amen? amen? I'm gonna skip to the end. Whoa! He didn't come to bring fear to us. Amen? First, Second Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, so the fear is from the devil. Amen? The fear, listen, fear is a spirit. It's an evil spirit. Okay, and so the enemy is trying to use that spirit to bring fear upon people right now to shut down. And we're not gonna let him. Can I hear an amen? amen. We're not gonna let him. We're gonna go and power him might we'll, we'll go down to the apartments here. We'll go to the houses down there. We'll go. We'll go into all the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. So listen, we need to go in Corona. We need to go in Riverside. We need to hit the United States and we need to go to the ends of the earth as a church. Now there's maybe 85, 90 people here today. So you got to figure out where you're going to go. You just tell me, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. That's here right now, Corona. I'm going to go to Riverside. We'll plant a church in Riverside. Amen, Scott? We'll plant a church in Riverside. Why not? We got them in Africa. Let's put them over here. Let's do it. Why not? Why not? it's his plan that we go and so we need to go amen i know that pastor pastor nasser the egyptian superintendent of the assemblies he tells me this he said this is what i'm doing he said i get get a couple of families together and then they start inviting people and then when they get to so many families like 40 people we start a church you do is like, be like Lewis, inviting people over your house. And you're like, "Hey, we're gonna do Bible study." And you do a Bible study, you know, and you know, you just do that once in a while, once a week or whatever, a couple times a month, and you start going, and people are coming to your house, and you say, "Okay," because I mean, you're educated, you know the Word of God, you have the Holy Spirit in you, so why not, Lewis? Why don't you just plant a church? So, and then we help. you. <laughs> His wife says, "Yeah, why not, Lewis?" <laughs> <laughs> But you see, you see, that's how they're doing it in Egypt. And he has doubled the size of the assembly of God churches in the last eight years. They doubled the number of churches. Because when you know that you don't have fear, you know that when you have power, love and a sound mind, you know, and the soundness of mind tells you, this is what we need to be doing. We need to be going out. We need to be sowing into our community and in, in around us. We need to be doing this. And when you get it in your heart and your mind, this is what we've got to do. And you feel the calling of God to do it. And some of you may be saying, yeah, there ain't no way I could pastor, pastor. There ain't no way I could do that. There's no way I could get up and, and talk to people. Yeah, you know what? Margaret was that way but she opened her home for me to come and do a a home group. We always had 20 people in her house, man, just having a great time with God in her house. She opened it up and I'd go and speak. So maybe you're not willing to be the teacher, but maybe you got the home and the setting that people can come into and you can do it. Amen, Amen. all right, we got one. (laughs) Lewis, I'm already counting you. And the Murillo's there too, you have that in you. You have the spirit of the Lord in you that God wants to move through you guys. And you say, oh, Ron, come on, no, no, it's, it's time. Um, I believe that God is empowering you. And I know you've been through some challenges in the, these last two years. But God is saying, I've anointed you for purpose. Don't be afraid of what's coming in these days ahead because I'm, I've called you out and I'm an anointing you for this. And Bobby, you can shake your head, but it's you too, brother. You and Gabby, God has called you to this time, to this place, this house for purpose. And God's gonna use you in a powerful way as long as we don't stay in fear. And to the Allens over there, to the Cranmere's over there, you know, to the Americas, why not? You're here to build the kingdom of God. Not be afraid of what's going on. Not be afraid that you might say something wrong. I've said things wrong. (laughs) always, my son-in-law remembers everything I say wrong. (laughs) He keeps an account. You know, like we, we have this wonderful group from the senior apartment living. They're gonna start doing Bible studies there, right? We're gonna start doing Bible studies. I'll come help. But coming into this new year, I believe that God wants us to begin to launch small groups. And they may start out, Bobby, it may start out with your kids right now, you know? But then when they tell their neighbors, you tell your neighbors and you invite your neighbors. I don't want you to invite people to church from church. I want you to invite your neighbors, amen. I want you to invite the people around you and then say, you can lay hands on them, amen. And you can begin to pray for them. And you know, you say, I don't want to be like my mom. You'll do it different than your mom. Amen. But this is what God wants. This is what he's calling us to, that we as the body of Christ, you would be great, mama. I know you would, you'd be great. You could have it at Tim's house. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Mark, you know, Pastor Mark. I hear you did really great last Sunday, bro. Yeah. 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 Why not? Martin's got a wonderful house. (laughs) He just smiles at me. And he does too. (laughs) You all do. See, you all got these wonderful places that we could just start. And I, I believe, as I said, you know, the building may not always be here, but we will. Church isn't about the building. It's about you. It's about what's in your heart about what god wants to do and i know this he does not want us to live in fear Amen. i can remember when pastor dave first time he ever asked me to come pray for somebody i'm thinking oh man this guy was a big indian he was like six five and he just towered over me and, and i went to him and i, I said hey buddy he goes I'm a drunk and an alcoholic and I need to be set free. I can do that. And then pastor made me stand against the wall, me and Delondo over here to to pray for all the married couples. I'm thinking, does he know how jacked up we are? (laughs) Well, we didn't live in fear. I did whatever he asked me to do. I didn't want to be youth pastor. That's the only one I argued with him on, but I did it anyways, because God told me you'd need to do this. And I believe that God is saying to you today, you need to do this. You need to get your home ready. You need to get prepared because in this coming year, I believe God wants to launch small groups so that we, when we run into problems, you can't say, oh, we won't have problems. Oh yes, we're going to have problems. They're coming, they're on the horizon. Because why do I say that? Because Jesus is coming. Amen. And the devil's putting up a fight right now. He does not want the kingdom to be uh, going forward and moving and doing. So we'll, we'll do this this next year. We'll be putting together a plan for small groups. And your small groups, not just so you can invite church people, but your neighbors the people you can't stand next door to you, you know? (laughs) Let them in and show them the love of God. Come on over. Everybody comes to food, huh? Stop living in fear. You have power, you have love, you have a sound mind. In this last scripture, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, Ephesians six twelve. The spiritual battle that Joseph was in would make or break him. Joseph wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit the way that we can be today. The Holy Spirit hadn't been sent yet because Jesus hadn't died. But you and me, we have the spirit. We have the spirit. We don't have to bow down to fear. Like I said earlier, I'm not saying don't be careful when you're out there. You know, guard yourself, protect yourself, use wisdom about where you're going, about the people you're hanging with. Make sure God's telling you you know, because I know last year, a lot of people got sick through the family gatherings. So just be careful in these, these days right now, amen. Christmas is, Christmas is next week. Today's the 12th, so next week on Saturday is Christmas. Not this week. The following week, next week on Saturday is Christmas. (laughs) Uh, You got to get in my brain. But I want to encourage you in this right now. Don't go into hiding. Don't go into hiding. Figure out how you can do the kingdom of God. it may, you, you, I know this, you will have to make stands that are gonna go against the culture in these days ahead. And it may make you stand out, not in a good way to them, to the world. People may not like you, but if they don't like you because you made a stand, they probably didn't like you anyways. So don't worry about it. It's time to put the fear down and make a stand for our destiny in Jesus Christ to let the power, the love, and the sound mind come alive inside of each one of us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're here before you today. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us power, love, and a sound mind, that you've given us the Holy Spirit that was with us is now in us. If you want just a fresh filling of the spirit, just stand up today. Just stand up and raise your hands towards heaven today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we just come before you today and we ask that you just fill us today, God. That you fill us with the Spirit of God overflowing today, God. That all fear would be gone off of us today, Father. That we'd be be empowered by who you are in us, God. That power, that love, that soundness of mind. Father, let our hearts grow big with your love today, God. That we go out of this place in the love of God. In the love empowered. with Holy Spirit to do miracles, God, Lord, that there's no condemnation in our hearts towards the world, but Lord, that we be so filled with love, so sound in our minds, God, that we can lead them to Jesus, that Lord, that we can love people into the kingdom of God. And Lord, you, your word declares that as we go and we share the word, that you'll confirm the words we share. So I speak words of life into every person here today. Father God, as we raise our hands to heaven, God. Oh, fill us today, God. Oh, let the mercy of God be upon us and in us, Father. Lord, we glorify you, we exalt you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that the words of this message would sink into people's hearts today, God. And Lord, as we come into 2022, that, Lord, that we can launch many small groups, Father, for doing the work of the kingdom. Lord, we love you so much. and Lord, we're here today because we love you. And I pray that you give every one of us that strength we need today, God. I pray that healing would flow right now through this house. Just let it rain down, God. Yeah, let that healing come, that physical healing, right now, God, let spiritual healing flow. Let those that are grieving right now, just experience your mercy, your grace right now, God. Let it rain down on us, Father. Oh, Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, come to us. Come to each one of us today. That Lord, that we not be discouraged. We'd not be, Lord, just thrown up in a whirlwind of stuff today, God, but we'd be calmed by your presence, that your love would just fill each one of us. Father, we glorify you Maggie you are here they are right here okay hey really 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 give blood they need it don't be afraid to give blood I do it every time (laughs) drink a lot of water Maggie (laughs) but give blood some of you are retired you got time come give blood I, I helped you
1: <laughs> That's um actually next Tuesday, um, the twenty first from ten a.m. to four p.m. Yes, drink a lot of water because I couldn't give blood last time because I was dehydrated. <laughs> so give blood <laughs> if you can, and then another. um Uh, next wednesday as well it's the 22 december 22 at 7 p.m it's a wednesday we're having our christmas candlelight um service so bring your anyone that you may know maybe a neighbor bring your kids your family it's gonna be awesome time with just with the family and just coming here and then and one more let me see before i forget so if um We have a school of ministry starting again on January. So if there's anyone who's interested, this is just, if you just wanna learn more, know about the word of God. And that's what my husband always says. I just wanna learn. If you just wanna learn, if you wanna just grow more, if you wanna pursue a calling that God's called on you, this is a time. So I really invite you guys to just sign up. And if you need more information, you can talk to me, pastor, anyone from the staff will be happy to give you more info. And then if you're here for the first time, um, take a minute. I believe Pastor will be in the back. You know, he will love to say hi to you. If not, just, you know, make sure we all say hi to each other. So, I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for the word that was spoken today, Lord. Knowing that, Lord, you are here, we thank you for your son that came and died for us, Lord. And because of your son, Lord, we are set free you we are forgiven of our sins you healed us lord from all sicknesses i thank you for what you're doing what you're going to do lord i just bless everyone that's here in this morning that you just take them safe and sound to wherever they're going and let them just have a wonderful time and i just pray lord that they continue to seek you lord because more is coming so we just praise you and we glorify you in jesus mighty name amen